You alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism, and I make random videos based on my version of autism and the way my head works, and I stick the videos on the internet in case you fancy giving them a watch. And I hope you're doing alright. Before I begin, I've forgotten to give someone a shout out the last couple of times. I've done videos and I said I would, and I'm a man of my word. So I said I would, and um, it's someone called Daniel Tony. Okay, he's got a he's autistic, and he's got a one man comedy show at the Camden Fringe, at the Canal Cafe Theatre on the eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth of August, and his show is called Mine or Unapologetically Autistic. And like I said, he's autistic and a comedian. He's going to tell stories from an autistic adult's perspective in a kind of sarcastic and mock-the-world kind of way. And like I said, it's comedy. So um, if you happen to be in that area, if you happen to have a time free on the 18th, 19th or 20th, go and support an autistic comedian if you could. Good stuff. Right. I want to talk about autism burnout. And I want to talk about it for so many reasons. One of them is because I constantly look past the basics of autism. You know, I live with autism on a daily basis, so the basics are always there and I brush past them. I also brush past them because so many other people talk about the basic things in autism. It's like there's a mold for creators to follow and they all do the same videos and that's what I never wanted to do. I never wanted to just go, oh, you've done that video and you have. Oh, and you have. I'll do one as well. I didn't want to be that guy. I wanted to be someone who did something that shown that it might have paid a little bit of attention to the topic. But the problem is, sometimes the basic things are the things that ruin us. They're the things that affect us the deepest. And autism burnout is affecting me currently. So I did this video. I've, I've done this video about seven times, I'm not going to lie to you. And every time I do it and watch it back, my burnout has been in a different stage and I delete it and do it again. I also included a lot of personal burnout and then I talk about professional burnout and then I run out of time. But what I've actually done is I've split this. So this is going to talk about the professional uh, version of me where I have burnt out, you know, related to work. And then I've done another video for the personal side, because the burnout has been brought on by adults with autism, the channel, the, you know, overall the different platforms on, you know, everything I do for the channel, um, I've burnt out. And what I've done is I have put that video on Patreon for free in case you want to go over there, give it a watch. Um, why not? But what I'm trying to do is move the personal version of me over to Patreon and keep autism over here. Um, and also, it, you know, it's a full explanation as to why I've decided to set up on Patreon um, with all the, you know, burnout attached in there. It's a very personal video. The link will be in this description. Um, and the video is for the good people and not the naysayers because there's been naysayers just because I've dared charge for some of the things that I do. But hey, 
It's an option. Nobody's telling you you have to pay. Don't get grumpy about it. You know, I'm still doing the videos over here, and I'm only for good people, not people who come to expect from me. I don't work for anyone over here, and I do it for free. All right, so please always bear that in mind when you criticize me for daring to make some money off what I do. All right, then. So let's do this. Let's talk about the basics. Let's talk about autism burnout. So for me, I'm in it now, and I want to explain where my burnouts come from because we're all different. I get burnout one of two ways, and I get burnout from doing too much, too quick, or I get burnout from slowly adding to my load over time until it becomes too much and then I break. So what I mean by adding too much too quick is that would be just like me leaving the house right now, knocking on all my neighbors' doors and going, whatever you need doing today, let me know. I will do anything for you and I won't charge you a penny. Whatever you want. I'm going to get neighbors going, all right then, wash my car, mow my lawn, clean my windows, hoover my stairs, paint my walls, hang this mirror up. You know, people are going to want because I'm offering something. But for me, I will have gone from doing zero to 100 in a very short space of time. And by the end of the day, I'm going to be exhausted. But that's a physical version. But imagine that mentally when you just take on too much. Yesterday, I took on too much. And this is going to sound crazy, but maybe you know what I mean. But, you know, yesterday I woke up and I was fine and I decided to take a trip to a hardware store and I had to drive these really weird roads because there was roads all closed and I turned into this road and someone was just pulled up and parked on the other side of the road, blocking the traffic behind them, meaning there was a very thin part of the road where I was and I was blocking the rest of it because of this idiot. And everyone thought it was my fault rather than the idiot who parked in the way. You know, so in the end, this guy came back out of his house and moved his car. But because it caused a huge stress on me straight away out of nowhere, it was too much. And I was absolutely exhausted for the rest of the day yesterday because that was too much, too quick. And I'd burnt out. Thankfully, I recovered from it. But I haven't recovered from the rest of the burnout. You know, where it is just adding a little bit each time. So that would be like me being in the water, you know, just wading in the water, just keeping my head above. I don't need much effort to keep my head above the water and breathe. And then someone goes, oh, can you just hold this weight? Can I just put this weight around your waist? And it's like, yeah, sure. They put a weight around my waist and it's like, oh, well, okay, I'll have to get used to wading a bit harder to keep my head up. And then what will happen is over time, more things create more weight. And in the end, I'm really flapping to keep my head above the water so I can breathe. And then all of a sudden, when I sink, when I can't do it anymore, the water turns to treacle and that is it. I'm dragged under with no chance of recovery. That is the burnout I suffer with more. And that, I don't mind admitting this, but I've got it wrong. I can't figure that out. I've my weakness is knowing when too much is too much. And then I get past it and I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I've got to recover and I'm in burnout. 
I need to get better at recognizing the signs. But work is tough, you know, like um, I could give you a million examples of where it's gone wrong. But, you know, if you look at where I am now, I'll give you an example. And I'm not having to go at my employers. I'm not having to go at the people I work with. I, I genuinely mean this. But I've never worked for a better boss, a better line manager. And there's some people in my team who are really, really like in a work sense. Personally, nobody knows me personally, so uh, that'd be a tricky one. But there are some people in my team I've got a lot of time for. Um, and I've never felt like that, you know? I've never really connected well with, with people I work with. I'm just usually there to do a job and I want to do it to the best of my ability. But the humans who surround it, I've never really invested with. There are some good people, but I'm still burnt out because burnout doesn't have to come from just negativity. It can come from the volume of what you're doing. So, so you take my day job, you know, that's like if we use that analogy again where, you know, I'm swimming, I'm wading in the water. You know, my day job has me wading with no weight around me. You know, but then I got involved in a project which became a lot messier than it needed to be because of the third-party company. Not because of me, not because of our company, not because of the people involved in the project. Everyone has been absolutely spot on. But the third-party company who we relied on messed up because they didn't understand the complexity of what was being asked for. And then it's just been constantly fighting bugs and issues in the system and I don't want to get into it because I'll get stressed but uh that was a weight that was added you know that took me out of my day job for months so then the thing I have to do for my day job created a lot of overdue things I needed to do which added a weight there's an issue with hotels costing more but the amount of money we get for a hotel not rising so then I'm struggling, really struggling to find an average place to stay. And I can't stay in bad places because guess what that does? It adds another weight. I found with all the chasing I'm trying to do, I've fallen behind on accident investigations. So that's adding another weight. I don't respond to people as quick as I like to respond to people. That adds another weight. And in the end, if I had five things to do, I've now got 10 things to do, but I'm giving them all the same amount of effort, which is right at the top. I don't dilute things. I don't give something 5% and something 95%. I give everything 110 because I want it done right. And I don't just do my day job. I create things along the way as, as a part of my day job. So whereas I might go out and do an audit somewhere, when it comes to creating the remedial list of things that need to be rectified, I don't just write an answer. I will open up OneNote and create a database of generic answers that fit the questions they need to fit. I will make a risk assessment if a risk assessment fails. I will create a folder and a package to send management to help them rectify their issues. I'm always trying to do more, you know, and uh, I've just, I've just done it for too long. And now I'm at this point where I'm exhausted. 
You know, when I think about the last place I worked, I remember how I felt the morning I couldn't do it anymore. You know, I woke up because, you know, I'd done too much and I was going at a, a, a fast pace. It was like spinning a plate. You know, you can spin a plate and there's no damage, there's no issue, there's no problem, but you can start spinning it and spinning it more and more and more aggressively. It's going to become unstable and it might fall and break. What I did at the last place is I just spanned that plate too hard and I was awake working, you know, I was at the desk half seven in the morning trying to get through emails before 9am came and everybody else began work. And when 9am hit, my mind just said no. And it just wouldn't let me work anymore because I had burnt out. I had done too much for too long. And it's like my brain went into factory reset mode. It just said, we don't do this now. We don't do this anymore. And with all the will in the world, you just can't seem to do it again. But that was also shrouded in negativity. But where I am now is shrouded with averageness and okayness. But it doesn't mean I'm not burnt out. It doesn't mean I don't need a break. It doesn't mean that my mind doesn't want to rest. And it affects you. It really does affect you, you know, because now I'm just tired, but I'm tired where I can't sleep because mentally you stay so dialed in and, you know, you finish work. It's not like you, you turn your computer off and you're like, ah, another day done. What should I have for my dinner? It doesn't work like that. You turn your computer off and your mind's still racing and still thinking. Even today, and today is a Sunday as I film this, I've been in the room I use as an office and I've wrote down on a piece of paper, email Sam, because someone called Sam left me a voicemail and I never got a chance to respond. I've wrote the word trampoline because somebody wants me to risk assess a trampoline. Uh, they can't have one, but, you know, that's the point. There's a, there is an answer and it'll be negative. Um, I've also got to write up two audits. I've also got to reassign some accident investigations. I've also got to respond to what I didn't get a chance to respond to last week. But I've also got to get on the road at dinner time, lunchtime on um, on the Monday to then get on the road to go and stay in the northeast for another three days. Because <laughs> I'm, you know, every week because I'm trying to play catch up. I'm leaving the house at lunchtime on Monday and I'm not getting home till 8, 9 p.m. on Thursday. And then I have to catch my life up and I have to get the clothes washed, get them ironed, uh, sort the dog out, sort the cat out, you know, catch up with work and then get everything set to go out again next week. And in amongst all that, I've got to find the time to do my channel <laughs> and um, recharge. That's the part I'm not getting to do. And I loaded a game up earlier thinking, because playing games is my recharge and I've not played a game for a while and I checked and I've not played it for about three weeks. And it's like, hmm, that means I've not played a game for three weeks. No wonder I'm feeling a bit, a bit exhausted, you know, because I'm burnt out. I'm staying so dialed in that that plate in my mind is spinning. So I can't stop thinking about work when I finish work. I can't just turn my brain off when I go to bed. It consistently continues to think because then there's nothing else in my mind apart from work. And it just constantly tries to find 
routes and solutions and answers, then I don't sleep, then I'm more tired the day after. And it starts again. But I haven't got a window, I haven't got space for the next five weeks. For the next four weeks, I'm out the house Monday lunchtime and not home until 8, 9 p.m. on a Thursday. The week after, I've got training to deliver. One of the weeks, I've got to go from my house to Worcester, do a stayover, do a full day's work, travel from Worcester to Somerset, 250 miles away, stay over, do a full day's work, and then travel to a destination between uh, Reading and London, which is another ton load of miles, you know? So there's a lot of travel involved. It's not just show up somewhere, do an hour's work, and, you know, we're all good. It's spending four hours on a road, working eight hours, and doing four hours again. Uh, or doing a stayover, you know, so you're still not around your things, and that doesn't help you to relax either. But the question is, instead of me moaning about it, why do I work harder? Because that's what I feel I do. You know, because otherwise, why doesn't everyone around me burn out? Why is it just me? You know, some people do work very averagely and they are good because they just maintain their average. You can't expect more, you never expect less, and they can be very efficient. Whereas I work twice as fast and twice as hard. But what can happen is I will then crash and I'm useless to anybody then. And what I need to do is stop doing the up and down wavy roller coaster and just find that flat line. That gets me through. But I work harder because I'm autistic and I'm aware I'm autistic. Now, this might sound rude, disrespectful or whatever, and it, it's going to have to because it's honest. But I never want to be a negative stereotype in autism. I also don't want people to go, oh, your autism's a superpower. It's like, no, it isn't. My, my graft is my superpower. It's got nothing to do with autism. But I don't want to be a negative stereotype to autism. I don't want to be seen by my employer as someone who does the average, but then I'm also the guy who says no a lot. Or, oh, I can't do that. I, you know, is there any way we can change that? Because I'm autistic and I really don't want to be that guy. I want to be someone who is useful. I want to be someone who is the first person management think of when there's a project or a task to do. I want to be known as trustworthy, professional, who cares, who's always doing process engineering, trying to reduce eight hours to seven hours, from seven hours to six hours, keep it going, but keep 100% accuracy along the way, creating other ways that will benefit other people, new ideas. I want to be that guy. And then when I can't do something, I just want it to be, oh, okay, well, don't worry, you do enough. That's how I want to be seen. Instead of being seen as negative because I can't do something, focus on the positives and then just see that I can't do something. And it's like, oh, okay, don't worry about it. You do enough, I'll get somebody else. And that kind of brings me back to London. Uh, this gentleman who's doing his uh, one-man stand-up show, he asked me if I wanted to go. And I'd love to. The problem is it's in London and I don't go inside the M25 ring road. I've had a lot of bad personal experiences in London, which stopped me going. 
and it's fast paced. You can't step back and smell the coffee. You've got to already know how it works before you get there. Um, and I'm just useless there. So, um, and I feel it, I feel vulnerable there. So I, I don't go. Um, so there was a job this week where I was asked if I would go to the SW1A postcode, which is right in the heart of London. And I said, I can't do that. I'll do anything else. I'll go anywhere else, which is why I've said I'll go between Reading and London to deliver some of this training that's needed. But why is it hard? Why do I hit burnout? The answers are simple. I just wish I could spot them, you know, but like masking. You have less recharge time because you're more dialed in. If I'm sat there spinning my mental plates and I'm spinning them still when I'm lying in bed, where am I recharging? I play computer games. I watch wrestling, you know, just to escape and relax and let my mind recharge. And I'm not doing any of those things. So where am I getting my recharge? I'm not. I'm staying dialed in. I'm masking. I don't have a release. I'm pent up. That takes its toll, you know, and when, you, when you're doing things like this and when you're doing, like this week I've just worked, I'd finished my work hours on Wednesday, but I still had Thursday and Friday to do, you know, because you have more than usual to contend with, there's more stimulation, more social interaction. You will have more goals at one time. So like I've said, you might be used to doing two or three things and now you've got to do five or six things. And I don't spread the love. I give all of them 110%. So if I'm already working at full capacity, I'm now working at overdrive capacity to satisfy the additional things that have been added. And personally, and this isn't a brag, but I work to a high standard. Maybe my high standard is other people's average. I don't know, but for me, I feel my standard. I feel that I care. I don't want to revisit a building I've been to and it be worse. I don't want to revisit a building I've been to and it still be in the same state. I want people to have not just met me, but have built a rapport with me, know they can email, know they can phone, know they can ask for my attendance, run a question by me, send me things and saying, is this right? That's what I want. I, I, I want a high standard. I want to be a support for people who know I'm there not just someone who shows up once or twice a year across all of his buildings and uh, I'll see you again next year. I don't want to be that guy, which is why I want to change work processes so I don't do accumulative work. I do quality work and I'm on site still with more time spare so I can guide people the right way. High standard for me. So when you have a high standard and you're spreading the love across all of your work and you have less time to mask, no wonder you burn out. I do. And there are things you can do, like I've said before, I'll always advocate for autistic employees to have more holidays because we get allocated the same number as holidays as non-autistic people. But we're trying harder. We're talking the non-native language in a workplace. So it takes us twice as much to digest, but we've got to stay on point and we can't show a delay in our understanding. That's a stress. We get stressed driving to work with people undertaking, overtaking, traffic jams, people causing problems on the roads. But we're the ones who are the defensive drivers. We're not the ones rushing and trying to cause all these problems. So we get stressed by them. I take my holidays because 
I have to take them, not because I want them. I don't get the freedom to book holidays in and go, you know what, it might only be January right now, but in September, I fancy a couple of weeks off to go to the Bahamas. I don't get that freedom. What I have to do is cling on and hold on to my holidays for dear life. Because if I need to take them because I'm hitting burnout, I've got freedom to take them. That shouldn't be the way it is. Your annual leave should be yours for enjoyment, not for managing your mental health. Because work is causing a detriment to it. But until they ask autistic employees what they think, we're going to have a problem. Um, and the thing is, I'm not asking for these holidays to be paid. I just want them to not affect my attendance record. You know, give me five more days and uh, don't worry about paying me for them. I just want them. Because autistic people would much prefer the freedom to relax than just to earn a little bit more money. But I doubt we're ever going to get that, you know. And the thing is, there isn't really an argument because you could be sick for five days and your job role won't collapse. So why aren't we afforded that? But I don't want to talk about that now. It'll drive me crazy. But one bit of advice I would give, which I've learned along the way, like I said, this is still a weakness to me. Talk to people. I'm talking to you now, sharing the information I've got from my perspective of how I hit burnout so I can tell you the signs and the things that happened to me along the way in case we're similar. I also talked to my line manager, my senior, and I told him that at the minute I don't have time to do accident investigations. Is there any way he can pick up that load? And he said, not a problem. I spoke to my head of health and safety and said, I also have a problem with A, B and C. You know, I'm working away, I'm, I'm away, staying in hotels. Is there any way I can just work a couple of those evenings to, you know, lighten the load on a Friday? And maybe Friday afternoon, I can just be about the house instead, catching up on my life during work time. But it gives me more of my freedom back. And he said, not a problem because you're still doing the work. Talking to people isn't as bad as it seems sometimes. I fear everybody's answer is always going to be no. And the fear of hearing no stops me asking the question. But nine times out of 10, if I explain it the way it needs to be explained, the answer isn't no, it's yes. But I still have this thing built in me where I can't ask. It's weird. But I'm in burnout now. I've done too much for too long. I've, I've, I've just added things to my design which I'm now sinking with you know it's like I am a volcano bubbling you know and what I need to do is become dormant again I need to rest I need to calm down I need my mind to calm down and I need to rest I need my load to get lighter and it will in five weeks <laughs> you know and I, I do have a I do have a weekend away as well, which, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the date today and I know it's going to be around very soon. And, you know, that in, in itself is a, is a good distraction because it's like, I know I'm taking the Friday off. I'm going to be away. It's going to be a distraction. It's going to, you know, different things for my eyes to see. And it'll help because it's not just the same walls with the same things, with the same design, the same process. And then, you know, Monday rolls around and we just press repeat. So that's going to help. 
because I need to also do things. It's not a case of just going, okay, you know, I'll, uh, I'll try and catch my breath in a few weeks. I need something where I also try and help me along the way. So I have to forgive myself a little bit. So I've got a lot of emails. I'm going to tell myself that for next week, if it does not warrant a response for the day, it's going to have to wait. If nothing is time sensitive, it's going to have to go in a high, medium and low category to how long it can be delayed for. Because I just try and respond to everyone as fast as I can, as quick as I can. And, you know, sometimes I've gone to do it and I've pressed send on the email and I get something back going, I'm on annual leave for the next three weeks. It's like, here was me running at the speed of light to try and satisfy something and you've gone on holiday. I just need to look after me and look after me mentally and I need to just pay a bit more attention because like I said, it's a weakness, this, because I always fall into burnout via the same method. I just need to take a step out of my life and overlook me as if I'm someone I care about and tell myself it's okay to slow down so I can recharge, I can sleep, and I can come out of burnout. I hope. Anyway, if you're interested in the personal burnout, the link is in the description to the Patreon page and the video is free. And I hope this made sense. But until next time, my friends, thank you very much as always for watching and keep smiling.